0: This is Bob Vitrakis with the other side of the news brought to you by the free press.org. WCRS Community Radio 98.3 and 102.1. This is Bob Vitrakis bringing you the other side of the news. And uh, this is the other side of. Columbus, well, Bexley, sort of the east side, and we're talking to a guy from Ohio, or so he claims, (laughs) even though he lives in the big city now, I mean the big city, NYC, uh, I'm talking with Travis Irvine, and we're talking about his brand new comedy, I would say album, but uh, It's a CD, Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll be speaking about that, but uh, Travis, you're in uh, town on uh,
1: Friday, June 30th. Where are you appearing? Well, we're having a big launch party over at Little Rock Bar uh, at 9 p.m. tonight, and uh, we'll be selling physical copies of the, as you said, it's not an album, I guess. It's, It's a CD. It's commonly referred to as a comedy album. Um, and uh, so we'll have physical copies there to sell uh, But it's also live on the internet As of today It's on iTunes It's going to be on Sirius and Pandora And all those other places Wherever they play comedy So it's out from uh, ontourrecords.com uh, They've got some great Midwest comics um, Put out a lot of their first CDs Second CDs before they moved to LA And got big uh, So I'm uh, very excited to, to have this opportunity Thank you for having me on It's always good to see you
0: all right, and you've got. Uh, let's go through some of this comedy intro. Oh,
1: IO. It's a special thing only Ohio people can do, and it's easy too. It's got four letters, so not every state can do that. Good luck doing that, Mississippi. Oh
0: my God! And uh, not only do we have the O H I O, we and we're the state that it has the you know state rock on. Hang on, hang on, Sloopy? Sloopy oh, right. yeah.
1: Well, you know the guy who wrote that's a big Trump supporter. Mm. He used to come on Roger Stone's radio show all the time, I remember.
0: Well, this is interesting because I know when it was being debated at the state house, the question was, hang on, Sloopy, whether the song was about oral sex. Oh, really? If you analyze the words... What exactly is she hanging on to, Travis?
1: Oh, I don't know. I listened.
0: Why would she let her hair down?
1: Oh no, I had to play that song in high school band. I had no idea.
0: <laughs> but on the other hand, there there was one of the far Christian right preachers that also thought if you played the theme to Mister Ed backwards, it was satanic.
1: Wilbur, <laughs> Satan. That reminds me of my favorite <clears throat> comedian, Bill Hicks. Had uh, uh, who, who are these play- people playing all these albums backwards? They are Satan. <laughs> What's wrong with them? Either that or
0: they're propagandists and whores for the needle industry. Yeah. <laughs> you need a new needle.
1: Yeah, just, just scratching up. They're ruining all the uh, good record players out there.
0: But uh, you'll be glad to know when I did college radio, I had two turntables and a fader, and it really was before hip-hop, but I would kind of mix them together a little.
1: Oh, really? Yes. Oh, so you're the original DJ.
0: That's it. I'm the original (laughs) O-D-J instead of the O-G. So uh, comedy in other countries, what can you tell us about that?
1: Oh, well, uh, I just had the privilege to do comedy in places like uh, Central America. Um, I, I did comedy in Montreal back in May opening for a very funny lady carmen lynch uh, montreal of Did course they
0: insult you in french is it, are those rumors true
1: yeah oh of course i mean uh, well you know i also went to quebec and they are very strict about the french there montreal they're a little more lax about it so all i had to do is prep my basic french you know bonjour comment allez vous we surrender Uh-oh. basic all french the, yeah yeah
0: all the french words
1: and, of course, um, the other uh, big thing was, uh, you know, I did study f- uh, French uh, in, in school. J'étudie le français dans l'école et l'université, mais then I got high all the time and I forgot the rest of it. So, uh-huh. je suis désolé, as we say.
0: Now, now when you run across, like, a long uh, word with three or four unpronounceable words at the end, how do you know you're not supposed to pronounce those words?
1: Oh, you mean in Montreal? In France. Oh, I know where
0: they they have words or letters that, well, you know, like sometimes there's three or four letters, and and
1: you're not supposed supposed to pronounce pronounce them. them. Yeah, it's like an e and an a and and a u. (laughs) Right. And but it's yeah no it's it's a it's a very confusing language. I will say Spanish is a little easier, um, you know, because that's that's just uh, I just talk like a bumblebee man from The Simpsons, and that's that's that got me through Central America somehow. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, Bernie would have won. Is this political commentary or comedy?
1: Oh, it's both. <coughs> it is both, yeah. I think that's the track that features one of my favorite moments from the, the album recording where I asked if anyone in the audience uh, was Jill Stein supporters. You know, we went through all the uh, the candidates, Bernie supporters, Hillary supporters, Gary Johnson supporters, and then we got to Jill Stein, and you and your lovely wife, Suzanne, were the only two people... To cheer, but very enthusiastically. Yeah. And so I, I had to make sure to say, I don't know if that was one or two people, but we'll have a recount later.
0: All yeah. right. <laughs> Bernie would have won, and there were plenty of Bernie craps there. Oh, yes. They're everywhere. But should he have won? Because he pronounces idea like idear. <laughs> and, and Nixon hated that. He was always complaining about the Kennedys. It's idea. Not, idea. Oh, yeah, right, right.
1: Well, you know, uh, I don't think that's uh, any more disqualifying than and uh, John McCain always pronouncing Washington as Washington. That drives me crazy.
0: I know, but now that you're in New York, are you saying idea more er instead of a? No,
1: but I do say huge. I do ah, say huge all the time. But do you say bigly? <laughs> I, I don't even know what that means. I don't. I think Come he's, on. I think he's just making up words at this point. <laughs>
0: uh, so that's uh, the, the huge thing is it rolls off your tongue now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's hear it one more time.
1: Huge.
0: And uh, we're hoping that he's from Bexley that he picks up the term bigly Yeah,
1: and it is interesting that I went from one Jewish town to another. I just went from from Bexley. In, uh, outside of Columbus, Ohio, to Brooklyn, outside of uh, mi- New York City. So uh, I feel right at home, which is nice. I guess Hollywood's the next stop.
0: D- did you notice any difference between Midwestern Jews and big city Jewish folk? Um,
1: I'd say the mid- Midwestern uh, Jews are much nicer. <laughs> much well, nicer. Uh,
0: Suzanne and I were in there at the left forum, and it happened to be Jerusalem Day. Or
1: oh, the big, uh, the big parade, yeah.
0: <laughs> and... Only in New York where was there clashes between the original rabbis yes. who don't recognize the state of Israel, only the spiritual Judenstaat, and there's a big ideological fight between various rabbis.
1: Yeah, yeah it's, it gets very intense there, especially in Brooklyn, too, because you do have, you have the, the Hasidic uh, community, which is very, very big, um, and then you have the uh, Orthodox community, which you think is kind of Hasidic, but they're completely different.
0: Now, have you hired a Shabez Goyam to fit in? Somebody who, you know, on on Saturday presses the buttons in your building? For oh, your <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: They We have a super take care of all of that, yes. <laughs> yeah, we cannot call the landlords on uh, Saturday.
0: All right. Mm-hmm. just didn't know it was true. Oh, okay. yeah.
1: No, it's true. But, you know, what? I will say even my landlords are, are – pleased with my knowledge of uh, Jewish culture and things like that. You know, just that I know how the Sabbath works, and I know what Hanukkah is and Rosh Hashanah and and Yom Kippur. Well, I'm
0: a fifth-day Adventist, Suzanne and I. So Thursday, well, that's today. Maybe that's not. Do not bug us after (laughs) after sundown.
1: Yeah, right. Well, that's a good idea.
0: What about the swinging estate in the Union? Here you speak of sex.
1: Well, you know, it, it's, there is a reference there. But, you know, it, it is funny the term swing state. And, of course, Ohio is the, the swingiest state because you've got to win Ohio to win anywhere else. Uh, what, only two presidents have won without Ohio in the last 100 years? So, um, yeah, I do compare it to uh, being uh, swingers at the party and we're just the swingiest people there.
0: Now, is Ohio's swing state, are they the kind that just indiscriminately put their keys in the bowl? Or do they just play around as needed
1: you know i i'd never been to a swingers party so uh i don't i don't know any of the references
0: (laughs) well they i mean did they cheat with trump
1: oh ohio yeah oh i think that's more your department (laughs) you tell me i voted for uh i voted for gary johnson and bob fitrakis so all right as as far as i know everyone thinks i wasted my vote anyway
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right well, I got 32,000 votes. And, uh, it made the difference, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Zach Klein lost by 17,000. I love that. I think he's still wa- uh, wandering around having raised over a million dollars going. Yeah. Okay, he's got
1: 32,000 How'd he do it? You're right. How much did you raise? Uh, I know uh, wh- when I ran for Congress, we raised 9,000.
0: I think that was somewhere around four thousand. Oh that's wow so that's per vote. Per vote
1: is, is very important. When I ran for Congress we raised nine thousand dollars, I got nine thousand votes, so it's a dollar a vote. I think T Barry and Paula Brooks spent about eight to twelve dollars each per vote.
0: Yeah, no the uh, Zach Klein uh, who was running against uh, of course Ronald Bryan, I mean they spent over a million dollars and they had a really negative ad. They they were li- they had some of those hmm Zach Klein going after isn't Ron O'Brien pro-rape? You know, just Some deal he cut on behalf of some family. Clearly, it meant there's nothing that Ron O'Brien wants more for the people than uh, open raping.
1: No, Jesus, yeah. <laughs>
0: you know, I mean, some of the stuff is just so...
1: Uh, it gets pretty bad. <laughs> it's,
0: it's so crazy.
1: What, what kind of a negative ads would anybody ever run against you? Just like uh, Bob Petraka well, wears sandals. first of, of
0: all, if somebody ran a negative ad against me. It would be, like, the greatest thing for me in the history right. of my political career because it would press. mean I was close enough yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. they right. actually had to run a negative yeah,
1: ad. Yeah, yeah. No, I do remember when I ran for Congress, they didn't do negative ads, but they had um, there was a blog post uh, trying to make sure conservatives didn't vote for Libertarian Travis Irvine, and they painted me as a Democrat. That's how they did it. Uh, that was the worst thing they had on me.
0: <laughs> uh, they, they didn't go with the— you know, you on crack? They were multi- self used, right. In your in your album, in your comedy album,
1: all the time, just all all kinds of crack, all the time, smoking it every day.
0: <laughs> but again, right? Uh, I don't know if it uh, made the cut, but haven't you been accused of looking like celebrities and movie stars?
1: I do, yeah. On crack? On crack? Yeah. Uh, someone came up to me once and said, like, "Hey, you you kind of look like Johnny Depp on crack." And I thought that was a compliment, and then not a compliment. But I get that all the time.
0: Yeah, because I'm looking right at this picture here on the back cover, and I'm thinking more lewds.
1: Yeah. Where do we even get those anymore? If anybody knows, go ahead and. Oh, right. He's the only one who still has them. He's got a stash. Oh, boy, that guy. Oof.
0: So, uh, you did a bit about running for mayor. What, What, well, other than being inherently funny running for mayor of Bexley. What would you find odd about
1: it? Oh, well, I mean, uh, I, I had dreadlocks at the time. I was a white guy with dreadlocks, so I always joke that I think we can all agree that uh, a white guy with dreadlocks is the only haircut that's offensive to all races. So uh, you don't want to do that when you're running for mayor. Um, but, uh, you know, I actually... Were they,
0: like, real dreadlocks?
1: They were real, yeah. yeah cause a lot, you know, did
0: you... Like not wash your hair for like you know a few years,
1: well, n- I guess it wasn't a full I mean, I graduated from Ohio University and then went and took a job in the Bahamas, so my dreadlocks were legit saltwater formed all blonde right. tipped uh, dreadlocks they A lot of people okay. told me they liked them, and then a, a lot more people told me to get rid of them
0: and uh, you kept them all through the campaign
1: almost I, I cut him off in september after the labor day picnic people were not taking me seriously so i was like all right it's time to get real because oh, we had serious issues you know over there in bexley the uh capital university was colluding with city hall to buy up homes and rezone them and knock them down and uh and uh rezone them And, uh, you know, my neighbors were very upset. So I actually did have a serious issue, so I was like, i got to take this seriously. You can actually uh, see it all in our documentary, American Mayor, which uh, we are hoping to re-release this fall, actually, Mm -hmm. on the 10-year anniversary of that uh, Bexley mayoral election.
0: And you're listening to WCRS, your community radio station, and WGRN 94.1. And we're here with Travis Irvine. He's got a new comedy album out. Was this recorded in Columbus, Ohio?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, at the lovely Mad Lab Theater.
0: And uh, when you talk about comedy, you got to talk about the comedy stylings. Mm. Does it have your stylings?
1: I believe it does. I've been told I have my own style. It, it involves a lot of head bobbing and hair flopping. Ah. So i got to grow my hair back.
0: But in the old days, he was... The Natty Dread of <laughs> Bexley High School, were you not?
1: Well, not in high school, then, no. I was clean cut in high school. Okay,
0: okay, let's get this. We want the historical record to be accurate. Yeah. In high school, you were clean cut. Yes. And then what happened?
1: I went to college. Ohio University in Athens, Next Ohio. Next Meigs
0: County. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, don't yeah. Know.
0: And then you grew dreadlocks. Okay, that's pretty <laughs> somehow
1: self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, They just they just grew out of nowhere, you know.
0: But then you went down to Jamaica. Bahamas. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. So you didn't really meet Rastafarians.
1: No, I definitely did. You did? Yeah, I really liked hanging out with them, actually. And they loved hanging out with me. I think that's actually what helped me grow the dreadlocks.
0: So were you, did you pledge loyalty to Haile Selassie, the Lion of
1: Judah? No, I started my own strain of Rastafarianism because I'm kind of an agnostic. So um, I started a a new uh, religion called Agnastafarianism, where you just smoke weed and you don't know what's happening. (laughs)
0: <laughs> kind of an agnosticism from the high THC count. Yes, yeah, if probably. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Ohio presidents. What should we know? W- weren't they mainly like really bad and or killed?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much the the gist. Um, I actually did a show at Shadowbox with Jim Gannon, one of my, another one of my childhood Big he- heroes, Jim Big Jim Gannon. It's basically you and Jim Gannon have been starstruck, the only two people. But
0: Jim has occasionally taken a pot shot at me.
1: Oh, really? Well, that's so, kind of funny. You should do his show then. You guys should uh, either work it out or or fight it out.
0: Big- Jim. Yeah. yeah. He's gone now, though,
1: right? He's not on the air anymore, but he's got this fun show at Shadowbox, and we actually talked about the Ohio presidents. Oh, uh, okay. I'm a when I was a kid, I was a big president buff, so I could name them all backwards and forwards, and answer all kinds of trivia questions. And the Ohio presidents are an.
0: But what if I sprung one on you? Okay. In between the 22nd and 24th, mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: president.
1: Mm-hmm who were the
0: same person. Mm-hmm. Who was the 23rd?
1: Benjamin Harrison. Oh,
0: the correct answer!
1: Or as I like to call him, Benjamin Huison. <laughs> Never heard of that guy.
0: And uh, I was once five years old and obsessed with the presidents. That's what I was, and, yeah. And uh, they, they asked, uh, called my house uh, this show and said, who is it? And my uncle was there who was supposed to be smart because he actually read books mm-hmm. and had him a high school diploma from Cass Tech in Detroit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and they... He asked me, and I told him Benjamin Harrison because I remember that Grover Cleveland, right, twenty second, twenty fourth, and he was kind of the Bill Clinton of his day, right? He was the only president Democrat elected Mm -hmm. between Lincoln and Wilson. Yeah, and part of it is because he out, you know, uh, Republican. The Republican, right. right? It's like let's bring out the army and shoot down a lot of striking workers, right? <laughs> Corporations going, oh why right? Do you Republicans come up with that idea. Yeah, well, we believe in separation and the militia and, yeah. and the national army. Now it's Cleveland would call them out, shoot them down.
1: And that's almost in the same way Bill Clinton kind of created a new strain of progressivism cause, because of Grover Cleveland, that's where you got the Progressive Party, the Populist Party, the Socialist Party, and eventually those things got absorbed by uh, Wilson FDR, mm-hmm. and the Democrats started winning again. But it is an interesting point because in between Lincoln and, uh, and, I'd say, FDR, that's when you had this domination of Republican presidents from Ohio, but they were all terrible, or they got shot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rutherford B. Hayes.
1: Uh, Rutherford B. Who? Never heard of that guy either.
0: <laughs> Come on, you know something. You were obsessed with Ohio presidents. You thought you were gonna be one.
1: Well, what do you remember about Rutherford B. Hayes? Rutherford B. Hayes. He had uh, a beard, and he was from Ohio, and uh, he was. Uh, I guess that's it. That's all. I mean, we had three Republican Ohio presidents in a row. You had Grant, Hayes, Garfield.
0: Uh, I'll ask you an unfair question, okay. if you know the answer to this, uh, you may just have to uh, retire okay. as the champ. Warren G. Harding, who was his paper boy? His paper boy?
1: Oh, gosh. I know he was.
0: Socialist candidate for president. Eugene Debs?
1: Really? Norman Thomas. Norman Thomas. Oh Norman Thomas,
0: gosh. who went to the White House, Yeah. because he was hooked up as his paper boy to get Eugene V. Debs out of jail. Oh, that's right. And Warren G. Harding
1: did it. That's right. That's right, exactly. He, he commuted the sentence, yes, right? That
0: was the hookup.
1: Wow. I had no idea. Uh, that's fascinating. Yeah.
0: He, uh, Norman Thomas <coughs> delivered the Marion Star.
1: Well, I knew that uh, Warren G. Harding was the only newspaper man turned state senator, turned governor, turned president. Um, I know Horace Greeley tried to do it, but uh, Warren G. Harding was the only one that did it successfully. I did not know that fun fact though. I would say that uh, commuting Eugene Debs' sentence was the best thing Warren G. Harding probably uh, did. No,
0: absolutely. Uh, Woodrow Wilson hated him, right? And he was in jail under the, you know, the, the Sedition A- Act. The
1: Sedition Act, speaking out against the, the war, espion-
0: and the uh, uh, whatever it was, the new version of the Espionage Act. Yeah. And the interesting thing was that the more accurate you were, the longer your sentence, right? Because it was. Interfering with the war effort.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, right.
0: So uh, they s- when he's uh, when Debs said, "Well, you know, rich people always declare war, and poor and working people always fight and die." The state argued, "That's true, and that'll keep a lot of people from signing up for the war effort."
1: <laughs> That's a good point. I don't know. Uh, Eugene Debs uh, is a you know, in hindsight, he's a huge hero, and you know who's got. A picture of Eugene Debs up in his office. Bernie Sanders. Absolutely.
0: And did you know Bernie Sanders did the first documentary that we know of? I didn't know Bernie. uh, Bernie's a filmmaker as well? Well, it wasn't a great documentary, but it was really the first one. Right. But around 78, 79, he he put out this documentary of Debs.
1: Wow. I had no idea.
0: Which is why I thought he should have a bracelet, you know. What would
1: Jesus do? What would Debs do? I would WWDD. What would Debs do? Right, right. I would wear that bracelet if I didn't lose it, if I didn't give it away, because I love giving away stuff for free.
0: All right. Uh, tell us a little more about your album, uh, this, the Speed Round, Ohio Presidents. Anything else?
1: Oh, uh, I mean, I think we covered the Ohio Presidents. They were all terrible, you know.
0: Chris Columbus.
1: Oh, well, that guy somehow got a city named after him in a place he'd never been to or heard of. I don't know. I remember growing up here. It never made any sense to me.
0: But to be fair, only about 40% of the people here think he's a crazed mass murder genocidal maniac.
1: Right. Well, according to the Internet, he's a completely non-controversial historical figure, and everybody loves him. Yeah. I remember Columbus was the only place that kept celebrating Columbus Day. We had the Columbus Day Parade. I marched in it with the Bexley High School band one time. And it was just like, no one celebrates Columbus Day like Columbus. But it's like, yeah, no one else celebrates Columbus Day anymore. Period. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Buck Reinhardt uh, tried to call up the Lakota Indians from the American Indian Movement and get them to march in the parade. Oh, boy. And uh, instead, they went down to protest. And then he paid some Indians who were heretofore referred to by the Lakota as...
1: Uncle Tom Toms. Oh, wow. That's very impressive. You know what Jim Ganahl taught me and I didn't realize? You know, William Henry Harrison, only uh, another Ohio president who was terrible, the first one, actually. And uh, he was only president for a month. He was president for 30 days before it rained on his inauguration. He got pneumonia and died. And I didn't know he was actually cursed by Tecumseh because wow. he was the one who attacked the uh, meeting of the uh, Indian nations in uh, uh, at Tippecanoe.
0: And Tyler wasn't there. They just ran together.
1: Right, yes. It was a very catchy... (laughs) Tip a canoe and Tyler, Tyler too. Tyler's claim to fame was he had 16 kids.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And Mm. they all lived in Dublin and they were all named Tyler?
1: I believe so. Tyler, Tyler.
0: (laughs) Just like today. Yeah. Only there's one kid. Mm -hmm. Professional sports teams.
1: Well, I grew up loving the Columbus crew here in uh, central Ohio. I was always very jealous of uh, Cleveland, Cincinnati folks. Um, uh, who got to cheer for baseball teams and basketball teams and football mm-hmm. teams? But uh, and you know, all we ever had growing up before the Columbus Crew was the Ohio State Buckeyes. So I never knew which. Well, they
0: were a professional team.
1: Yeah, I guess so. They're as good. They are always number one. And uh, you know, uh, on the other hand, uh, rooting for the Cleveland Browns or the Cincinnati Bengals, I always equate between uh, choosing between AIDS and AIDS. So uh, <laughs> I don't cheer for either. But of if you
0: them. had to choose between the Columbus Crew and Two live Crew.
1: Uh, I would take Columbus Crew. Oh I, would, I would.
0: Robbed at gunpoint.
1: I was robbed at gunpoint only once in my life. It was not in New York City, Bob. It was in Whitehall, Ohio.
0: <laughs> what the hell? Your parents let you go into Whitehall? What, didn't they teach you? It's <laughs> Whitehall, for God's sake.
1: I know. You'd think I would have learned. That's why uh, when I ran for mayor of Bexley, my first uh, campaign promise was to bomb Whitehall. And then, uh, of course, uh, you go to Whitehall and it's like, oh, it's already been bombed. So
0: Military sanctions and kind of a Bexley militia wasn't good enough? You were going to bomb them?
1: I wanted to bomb them all out. I also wanted to keep a watchful eye on German village because Bexley will not forget.
0: <laughs> Nor should I. <they>. Yeah. <laughs> well, you want sprechen de <laughs> <laughs> you sprechen the Deutsch? You got to keep an eye on
1: them. Yeah. Uh,
0: Mars Passport. I have no idea what that
1: is. Well, as a result of getting robbed in Whitehall, they took my New York State driver's license. It turns out it was uh, expired and suspended anyway. So I've been carrying around a passport uh, for an ID my, uh, almost my, not entire life, but for seven years now. Um, and, uh, you know, you got to be careful with that because it's a risky ID. It's a very important ID to just carry around with you everywhere you go. It's especially risky when you're hanging out with your buddies and they're a little drunk and they decide to write MARS in your passport.
0: Well, it's well. At least they didn't pull down your pants and write it on your buttocks. So
1: right, but at least with that I'd be able to fly to <laughs> Costa Rica. <laughs> when the ladies at Delta saw there was Mars, they gave me a very <laughs> funny look and made me get a new one. Hey. So
0: oh, talking, is it buses? Oh, take I'm taking take bus- buses. I was thinking talking blues like a Dylan then, but taking. <laughs> bu- and I know you take the bus because. You took the Chinese bus.
1: I took the Chinatown bus, which goes from Chinatown in New York City to Chinatown in Columbus, which is a building. And that's it. It's just one building. That's the Chinatown in Columbus. It's a cheap ride, though, $70. It's just a little... uh, There's some security questions I have, but if you keep your mouth shut, you wake up in the city you want to.
0: Now, can you go to sleep with somebody next to you in the bus?
1: Not very well. I think I usually average about two to three hours a, a trip. It's uh, it's pretty grueling. I don't recommend it. I actually think it's taking years off my life.
0: <laughs> All right. Bad movies on planes.
1: Well, that's just if I'm ever fortunate enough to ride on a plane, I love watching bad movies on planes. Uh, You know, any any bad movie, it's just like you're not going anywhere for eight hours, Alvin the Chipmunks 3, yeah, why not? Let's do it. Let's get chipwrecked, chip as we like to say.
0: Now, who's the dumbest guy at Columbia? And is that Columbia college
1: that was columbia university and that was me uh i can't believe i got into an ivy league school bob but somehow i did um
0: well come on trump got into uh wharton at penn
1: i don't even know what that yeah well his and dad it, got him in there I, think,
0: yeah, I know you're smarter than the trumper
1: i hope i am i'm not as rich as him but gosh i hope right, i'm smarter than him out bought i think he bought yeah, his way in yeah i'm still paying for you, my you degree you even
0: buy your way in right? no
1: i'm still paying for it six hundred dollars uh a month uh, student loans they're destroying the millennial generation
0: tragically single
1: well i don't want to talk about that now hopefully things will work out and i'll have a new new uh special person in my life very soon
0: all right one minute left everyone calm down
1: for jesus absolutely in fact if you come to the uh release party tonight at 9 p.m at little rock bar i've got free buttons if you buy an album that say calm down for jesus it's a song i do at the end and actually we recorded a jingle uh in new york city with uh, some friends that have a great band together it's called everyone calm down for jesus i think everyone should calm down for jesus going forward
0: Unless you're at the album release party, 9 p.m. Friday, June 30th, Little Rock Bar. You'll be there with Travis Irvine. And you'll actually, if they buy it, you'll sign it?
1: I'll sign it and I'll give them a button that says, Calm Down for Jesus.
0: Okay. So, it's sure to be a collector's item like... it. Every single political button of mine when I ran for office, because I only could afford twenty-five.
1: <laughs> I, I got to get one of those buttons. Uh,
0: we should swap out. You got any buttons left when you ran for mayor?
1: Uh, no more mayor buttons, but I still got uh, Central Highlands County Kasich buttons, and I will get you and Suzanne some soon.
0: Travis Irvine album release party, 9 p.m. Friday, June 30th, Little Rock Bar. Thanks for being on the other side of the news.
1: Thank you, Bob.